there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Steve Rimland. I want to flashback very quickly to when you were in college at Eastman getting your bachelor's in music. Just (laughs) very, very quickly. Did you know, your parents are asking you, did you know what you were going to do with that degree when you graduated? Well, I had a good idea. Well, kind of a good idea. So if we take back my whole music journey, grew up middle class, lower middle class, right outside of New Haven, Connecticut, uh, which Yale was right there. And my parents had, you know, a small dinner party. I remember when I was very young and I used to be able to pick songs that were playing on the piano. So I had a good ear to be able to play the notes and someone noticed that and said to my parents, well, give them lessons. And I started and I took to it pretty easily. Music just you know, came easily for me. And I got, when I was eight years old, believe it or not, I started studying with Bruce Simons, who was the chair of the piano department at Yale. Then at Yale, they didn't have an undergraduate for music. It was all, you know, master's degree students uh, studying at Yale. So I got, at a very young age, the learn big thinking. And it was more about how do you interpret these composers? Really, that's what it was about. And that that carried me through because, right, I'll give you an example of an orchestra, right? Everybody could play, you know, Tchaikovsky or Mozart or Brahms or Bartok or whoever, but it's only the interpretation that makes that piece good or not. And that's really like the get across. And that's how you connect that piece to the audience when they feel that. And that's what makes a great conductor from a mediocre conductor, how they're interpreting that work. And everyone has their own different take on that, right? It's the same piece of music. It's just how you interpret it. And you take that and then you get to college and you're with all these other people that also understand about interpretation, right? And I got kind of not bored with the classical music. I mean, I was blessed to play these great composers, but, you know, I loved technology for lots of different reasons and I loved the pop music field. I was always playing, even from a young age, when I started playing professionally when I was 12 years old in wedding bands and bar mitzvah bands. And um, so I remember my parents driving me to different places all over to play uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs. And I was actually playing at a lot of my friends' bar mitzvahs. And I carried that through college. So wherever I was, I found bands and things like that to make money playing. I also worked a couple summers on Carnival Cruise Lines, always playing. So I was always, I was always able to make money with music. And what happened was when I got out of Eastman, it's like, what do I do? It's exactly what happened to me. I'm like, okay, so where am I going to go? And I hadn't been home since 
pretty much like 10th grade. So I wasn't going to go back there. And I said to myself, all right, my sister's going to school in New York City and she let me live on her dorm room floor and there was a village voice. And I picked up the village voice looking at music opportunities and I found an opportunity to compose music for fashion videos. So I went in, I played from my cassette tapes, music that I had written in college. The guy absolutely loved it. He said, oh, could you write something for this fashion video commercial? I think it was Guess. And I said, sure. And I went home, I wrote this piece, I put it on the synthesizer, I sequenced it with the synthesizers and with all the instruments and stuff like that. I brought it back the next day. Well, lo and behold, it looked like I didn't realize this, but 10 other people were also submitting music for the thing, and mine got chosen by the client. So then he's like, okay, we're going to go in the studio, and we're gonna, you're going to record this. So I did. The client loved it, stuff like that. And as the owner of the agency is watching me do all this stuff, after that recording of that music for that guest commercial, he says to me, what do you want to do? I said, I like to write. I like to play. He's like, you're too good for this. He goes, I'm going to hook you up with the studio owner that I know, and you're going to go and you're going to talk to him. I think you should do studio work. So am I asking, am I fired? <laughs> I literally asked <laughs> on the job for one day. And he's like, well, I just, I don't get this. He's like, this is uncanny. You got to go. You got to go do studio. You could do something bigger. So I went in to this studio, it was called Unique Recording Studios, I'll never forget it. And there was a fight in the lobby of the studio, like a real fight, and stuff was getting thrown around, and I'm like, oh my God, what the heck is going on here? And then it turned out that the person I was supposed to interview with was one of the owners of the studio, was uh, Bobby and Joanne Nathan that owned the studio. And it was a famous studio, I mean, you read about it in Mix Magazine, and it had all the MIDI equipment, so it was a dream for me. And I go in, and the guy's like, who are you here to interview with? And I said, Bobby Nathan. He goes, all right, that's me. And that was the guy that just threw this guy out of the studio. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. What the heck? So the interview lasted about 10 minutes. And he said, can you program synthesizers? At that point, barely. Not the synthesizers to the, to the, um, the depth that they had at Unique. Like they had everything. And they had all the best artists in the world coming to record there because they had all the, the greatest equipment and the people that knew how to run it. And, you know, there's so many talents that came out of there. But what happened was I said, yes. He goes, great. I want you to take the Fairlight, practice on it a little bit. You have a session tomorrow. Oh, my God. So I stayed up all night. And, you know, it was a problem <laughs> to find the button to turn the freaking synthesizer on. It was a, a $300,000 synthesizer. There was... A sampler synthesizer it was like unbelievable but i got it up and running i got it on sessions and then i became known as the Fairlight programmer so in life when you're given the opportunity and you want it go do it you could do it and i became great at programming the Fairlight, and then all the other synthesizers and then people heard me when i engineers would put up the tapes i would start playing the synthesizers along with the tracks some of the producers said oh my god i didn't know you played so then you get like the playing gig and then arranging, then you get the producing, then you get the songwriting, and then it just snowballed. So my point is, everything's an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity, as you said, to grow. And even if you don't think you're growing, 
well, guess what? You're, everything's changing and you're changing every day and you're growing every day. And just realize that and go after that passion. And you never know where it's going to lead you. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.